Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm your host, Marcus Engel. With me in the studio, as often is, is the hotness. Good morning, afternoon. Afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Hey, this is the, the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Today, uh, we gave the title of this episode, How to Be Aware of Your Words. And we're both, both the hotness and I are kind of literary nerds. We, we uh, first met and bonded over words and language. And yet, uh, here's something that I'm really kind of sad to admit. I am not bilingual. I am unilingual. I took two or three years of high school uh, French. I took a semester or two of French in college. Um, and yet, how much of that do I remember? Hardly any. Hardly any. It's really sad uh, that I don't have more foreign language experience. And how about your foreign language experience? Um, I took a year, I think a year maybe, to a Spanish and zip, which is a tragedy. It's a tragedy, right. Here um, here in, in Florida, obviously one of the most diverse states in the country, I believe a few years ago I read a statistic, and you shouldn't quote me on this, but here in Orlando, uh, where we live, that I believe it was a third of Orlando's citizenry is from Puerto Rico. Uh, fully a third of our town is from Puerto Rico. So we have a lot of Spanish that is spoken all throughout the state. And I, I, I wish I could communicate better. I just think that anytime that you know uh, a language, it is uh, uh, another language. It's just another opportunity to communicate. It's another opportunity to show presence with people. And so all of that being said, whenever I am talking with audiences, whenever I'm on stage, I, I often remind people uh, people, by people I mean healthcare professionals, those who are interacting with patients every day, that your language on the job is not necessarily something that your patients are fluent in. And, and I often bring up how, how many abbreviations we use every day in the world of medicine and, and healthcare. And now you don't mean their language as in English. No, you mean I mean the medical language terminology. that's terminology that is rooted in Latin and Greek, right? I'm talking about uh, words that end in ology and ostomy. I'm talking about abbreviations that the the TMD uh, needs to be stuck into the L9 sublingual vortex, whatever, right? <laughs> I'm throwing some, obviously, some... Your Klingon uh, language. <laughs> I guess that is kind of Klingon. Sublingual vortex. That sounds like it could be painful. Uh, but right, these, these are the terminology. These are the words. These are the phrasings. Uh, abbreviations, nicknames that healthcare professionals use every day. And for those who do not have a clinical background, uh, names of medications, names of procedures, uh, names of different even professions within healthcare, that's a foreign language to, to those of us who have no clinical background, like me. So this brings up the story that happened to us yesterday. Yesterday, Marlene and I were sitting in a, the waiting room of a doctor's office. And I, here's another point. I feel 
really bad for people that do not have a, a spouse or another person who goes to doctor's appointments with them. I know that my brain cannot retain all of the information that I need in an appointment. And I'm so glad that I have you there to remind me everything that the doctor or nurse practitioner or PA has said. And oftentimes you have to remind me that what I remember from the appointment is incorrect. And no, 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 Marcus, that's not what he said. He said this. And so I, I love that, that we have that relationship where you can be an advocate for me. I could be listening ears and an advocate for you. But all that being said, we're both sitting in a waiting room yesterday at a doctor's office and we had an experience that I, that I thought was worth sharing on the podcast. And I, I say that we had this experience. We didn't have it. You had it. The hotness had it. I didn't really have it because I was tuned out listening to my headphones and <laughs> flipping through social media or reading articles or whatever I was doing while I was in the waiting room. Uh, but you actually witnessed that a gentleman came in, came up to the front desk, and he was distraught. He was. Right? He said that he was upset. He was scared. And um, through, through obviously, uh, his English is not his first language. Um, I'm, I'm sure that he was an immigrant to, to the country and did not understand outside of the doctor's office what was happening with valet, with the valet, right? Yes. You know, for those of us who have ever been in uh, in a hospital or if you've ever had valet take your car, you know what that is. You pull up, you, uh, you jump out of the car, the person drives your car off, they give you a little tag, and you give them the tag back later, they bring your car back. This gentleman was not familiar with that concept, and so whenever somebody came up and was ushering to him to get out of his car, he was afraid. He was. He was afraid, right? He was very distraught. He um, And he came in to see, why are they taking my keys? Is it okay? Um, he was afraid they were stealing his car. Yeah. They were going to yeah, take away his they car. Were stealing his car with his wife in it. Right. right? With well, his wife yes. in it. He, he, he told his wife to wait in the car because he was so afraid that someone was going to take the car. And I, I thought, well... Are they going to take your wife then too? But nonetheless, I mean, that, that's got to be a, a, a pretty distressing thing. And bless her heart, the clerk at the, at the front desk um, took the moment to, to, to comfort him and say, no, 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 it's okay. They will bring it back. It's okay. And, um, and, and it, was, it, was, it was just really a moment in time of practicing presence. It was when the... The, the clerk at the front desk noticed this gentleman's suffering, uh, witnessed to it, felt bad for him because she immediately understood why he was so upset. And then she took the time to practice presence with him. And of course, that's what we all want to do. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of my life's work, our life's work is getting people to slow down and to recognize the suffering of other people and then to provide comfort and care during those times of suffering. Uh, it, I, I didn't expect to have, obviously every time we go to a doctor's office, to a hospital, I am looking around for stories. I am looking around for 
I shouldn't say I'm looking around. I'm listening around <laughs> for stories. Uh, but but what an opportunity to have some stories that took place not in the exam room, but in the waiting room. There's always a chance to look around and see the needs of others and then provide what others need in that moment. There always is a chance. Our humanity is is literally that close. There's people everywhere in every position, elbow to elbow with us throughout our day that we have an opportunity to impact and make a difference for. And um, this person was not even coming into this office. We were just happened to be on the ground floor, and this was just the first office this gentleman found. Oh, wow. I didn't he, even know that. He aspect. wasn't even a patient of this this doctor, but he just came into the closest office and asked, what's happening? Is this going to be okay? And um, she said, yes, and they're going to bring your car back as soon as you're finished, and you'll be able to you know, have your car back. Um, it was it was really beautiful how everything was handled, uh, and... Um, it just reminds us all the things, you know, sometimes we get in our life and in our routine and the things we've done a million times, you know, especially if you go to a doctor's office frequently, they have free valet in these big buildings because there's just no other way to handle it sometimes in big cities. Um, that That's just part of the, the process. Um, but if you haven't, you don't know what that is, perhaps in other cities or in other um geographical geographical locations mm -hmm. um but he clearly didn't um and it was frightening there's there's so many opportunities throughout healthcare we know that that people who come into healthcare settings they are suffering right i mean you're a patient that's why you go into a healthcare setting but to take that time for a non-emergency need to be able to provide comfort and and calmness, calm in 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 a really desperate moment, uh, it was it was just a beautiful thing to witness. It was a beautiful thing to witness. It's something that I want to aspire to do to listen uh, around me even more and to be able to be a person like that clerk was. Uh, to provide explanation, understanding, and of course, compassion in those moments. So I want to thank you all so much for, for joining us today for this story. Uh, this is Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm your host, Marcus Engel, and the hotness is with me. This is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Thank you all so much for joining me today and thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed and shared and subscribed to the podcast. Your feedback is really what keeps us going. Thank you so much. Thank you.